It's Wednesday of the second week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. Today our Collect Church for the observance of the stations, which we are undertaking in heart and mind, in desire, if not with our feet, is at San Giorgio in Velabro. We've been there before. It's in the Foro Boario. Then we go past the Templo Portuna and across the Ponte Palatino to Trastevere and up the Via dei Vascellari and past the Palazzo dei Ponziani, which was the family home of Santa Francesca Romana, whose feast day is tomorrow, and into the gate of the outer courtyard of St. Cecilia, the Roman station. There's a pom- ancient pomerium stone here in the outer courtyard. This ancient church is in the area of Rome called Trastevere, across the, the Tiber River. I have a personal connection to this basilica. When I first moved to Rome, I lived nearby in a residence run by the rector of the basilica, and that was in the Palazzo Ponziani that I just mentioned. He would take me along each morning to serve mass within the cloister for the Benedictine nuns there. The emperor Alexander Severus was not happy at all about the spread of Christianity, and so he attacked well-known converts in the city, including Cecilia's future husband, Valerian, and his brothers. It was at this time that Pope Urban I was martyred. Cecilia was well-known, and so they tried to kill her with a little more stealth. First, they locked her in a steam bath for a few days and tried suffocation, and eventually they severed her head from her neck, at least partially. She forgave her killers and died. At first, her body was put in the catacombs of St. Callistus, but it was transferred here, and her church was built here at the ruin of the baths where she was murdered. A basilica was built by Paschal I in the 8th century. You might remember Paschal from the mosaics in the station church Santa Maria in Domnica last Sunday. The mosaics here show Christ on a blue background surrounded by saints, including little Paschal with his blue nimbus, his square nimbus, indicating that he was alive when the mosaic was made. The glory of the basilica is the baldachin, which dates to 1283. It was made by Arnolfo di Cambio. Just before the Jubilee of 1600, Cecilia's tomb was rediscovered and solemnly reopened. They found her preserved body, wearing bloodied robes. A sculpture was made to portray the moment, which you can see beneath the church's main altar. Cecilia lies on her side, her partially severed neck displayed, her head twisted backward, away from the viewer. There were many additions to the church in the Middle Ages, and then it was entirely baroque in the Baroque period in the 1700s. In the convent, there is a fresco by Pietro Cavallini from 1293 of the Last Judgment. It is magnificent. You should try to get get in to see it. The convent is held by the Benedictine sisters, who traditionally take care of the lambs, which are blessed on St. Agnes Day, and which will provide wool for the palia that are given by the Pope to archbishops on the feast of Saints Peter and Paul. Continuation of our reading of Meditations on Death, Preparing for Eternity by Thomas Akempis. Consider how bitter will be the separation from all those you love and the extreme and everlasting dishonor of eternal condemnation. 
In this world, human beings make enormous efforts to acquire honor for themselves and seek avidly to attain happiness in any form possible. Yet how few make any comparable effort to attain the glory which lasts forever and to secure for themselves the happiness which never ends. Think also about the fate of your earthly body, this lump of clay which has been formed by the hand of God. For indeed it shall rot and decay and grow black and putrid, withering away to nothing and eventually crumbling to dust. And at the point of death, a multitude of demons will appear before you, ready to seize upon each departed soul, with gaping jaws and grasping hands. These shall be like roaring lions, seeking whom they may devour. Next, consider how the condemned soul must pass to a region entirely unknown to it, where a multitude of cruel and vicious demons shall viciously await it. And it shall then long to return to its body, but it will be entirely unable for all the windows and portals of entrance and exit thereto are now forever closed. Yes, an unpassable abyss lies between the realms of the living and the dead. 